the world has changed, but your desire to live your healthiest life has not. From temperature checks to extra deep cleaning your health and safety when you visit our offices, health parks and hospitals remains our top priority. Our primary care and specialty medical experts are ready to see you through any health concern you may have. We are here for Georgia, and we are here for you. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. Hey, it's Matt Hoffberg here, The Hoff, on Coyote 102.5 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Cadillac Jack is the man that helped me get my start in radio. I was an intern for him, and then he was the one who really advocated for me to be hired. He taught me, he mentored me, he was like a big brother to me. It's funny because I now am the age that Cadillac was when I started in radio 12 years ago. I would not be here today if it was not for one Cadillac Jack. Cadillac himself would tell you that he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for Donna. She is an amazing woman. She is the brains of the operation. She is the general, the field marshal, and everything in between. Some of my favorite memories with Caddy and Donna. Of course, every Thanksgiving, I would go over to their house for dinner. I love them. They are some of the finest people I've ever known. And Donna, while Caddy has aged, has, uh, I think, only gotten younger. Now, without further ado, here's Caddy and Donna with my second act. Yeah, but she's happy. I do I know. Right. So I gave him some great spots. She's like, no, I gotta sit this right, here we go. Three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a very loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I know Donna. everyone is over my balls, and I am too. Okay, I'm done. I promise you. If you've been listening to the pod, you know the the story of the balls. This has been a recurring story since. Should we go back? Um, just no, in case? let's not. Okay. A month before Easter, you saw a sponsor. We're going back. Let me give a quick just. Okay. You saw a sponsored post on Instagram for some bouncy balls, and you thought it'd be a great idea. Easter weekend, if the entire family got into these balls um, and pulled them up to our necks, is what it appeared like you could do in the ad, and That's then right. jump around like you're in a big balloon. Jump around, jump. jump. So you get a notification that they ship from China. Correct. From Wuhan. Yes. And they arrived uh, over the weekend, and man, were we disappointed. Well, first of all, I had to spray them down. I had to spray the package down. <laughs> it came from. It didn't come from Wuhan, but it came from some odd street in some crazy city in, in China. But at any rate, they arrived. One and, pandemic lane. Exactly. Wahoo. <laughs> Not water. Wuhan. Wuhan China. Well, the thing Wahoo. that the thing that I was the most disappointed in is I expected to drive up to the house, and you know how our um, our delivery people, whether it's FedEx or Amazon or whoever, they leave the boxes down by the mailbox because our dogs will like jump all over them. And so I was expecting to see like this huge box, you know, like yay with the pumper and the balloons. And I go and I open the mailbox just to get the regular mail, and there's this. Not even an eight and a half by 11. I mean, really like a digest size package. And I look at the return envelope and it's from China. And I'm like, there's no way this can be the balls and the pumper. And guess what? Yep. It was. And I opened it in front of you. And I mean, I think you saw just the absolute. There was great disappointment. I was you, Seriously, so, you were so let down. So but let down. Kind of like the balloon. <laughs> Deflated. First of all, there were only two balloons in there. We are a family of five. Did it specify, though, when you ordered how many you were actually going to get? I think it said four. 
Why do we only get two? I don't know. And a pumper, which you couldn't even blow up a uh, like a a, a a ring floaty that you put on your right. your toddler with this 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 pump thing. You could it, not. It's plastic at best. I mean, and like it's almost like two straws from McDonald's and like a wheel <laughs> from like a, a big wheel, a, a Tonka truck or something. It's just the most bizarre thing. And these two balloons, and I'm, I I'm, I apologize that we're on a pod and you, you can't see this, so you're just going to have to visually go there with us. But they're basically the size of a water balloon, a, a, a small water balloon. And so, I mean. How do you step in it? Though? I don't and know. And pull it up to your neck. Well, Olivia said we have to pump them up first. Okay. And, but, Here's what we'll do. In this Saturday's uh, uh, the letter, the edition of the letter, we'll include some photos of the actual balls. Right. And then we'll shoot a video when we get in the backyard and, and try to pump them up <laughs> and climb in them. I can't get like, now is I the can't best get my finger in one of them. In right the now. history of this podcast to subscribe to really the letter. Yes. If that is not a tease. Left on red, no spaces, red is in the color, left on red to the number 22828. And you will see these photographs go ahead and hit pause right now we'll wait while you go ahead and sign up for the letter <laughs> we'll wait all right and so it's, uh, it's free and hit your inbox saturday mornings around nine o'clock i think you'll be our first test subject we'll get you in there but here's the thing there's no getting in there like it's going to be impossible it's going to be but impossible. it's going to be probably one of the top five funniest videos you've, you've seen in yeah a day yeah not good, but here's the good news for all of you listening. I'm, I'm moving on. And the lesson in this that everyone here Preach. already knows. Preach. Don't yeah. order from Instagram. Don't order from Instagram. Don't scroll when you've had a glass of wine. Don't don't be like, oh, doesn't that look fun? In my defense. You know, I, I wanted to order. I was just trying to have a little fun. If you have seen the sponsored post where they're selling the crocodile, the remote control crocodile Yes, head, no, I do want that. But you know it's going to come just like you're going to be disappointed. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be the, the crocodile, the motorized crocodile head equivalent. Of a bathtub. Of your balls. Or like a bathtub toy, yeah. I know. I think that is so funny. Can you imagine putting that like in the lake or somewhere? Like over it? I don't know. The like video a, to watch on Instagram is just hilarious because you see all these people that are, I mean, running. they fall out of the rafts because they think that a crocodile. It's you know, coming up, and on it looks them. realistic in the post. But did you, your balls did as well? They did. So lesson learned, I guess. I, I'm not going to order the crocodile. I'm control crocodile head. No, no matter right. how much you want to. What was your core 57 hype song? All the way here today to the Appen Podcast Network and Appen Media Group on North Main Street in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Mine was right on me, and oh, that's so Gaga good. and Ariana Grande. And I don't care. If you have never listened to a Lady Gaga record in your life, and maybe you don't even know who Ariana Grande is, and I didn't until the kids, the girls, introduced me to her a long time ago, but it's got a beat to it. It's great. It's got a beat to it. It's great. Um, I love that song. It does have a beat to it, and I love Ariana Grande. Uh, before I tell my Core 57 hype song, uh, quick aside on Ariana Grande, I took Charlotte and her friend um, to, to Sally. see- Sally. No. I, I just made that up. It was um, Diego. Okay. I took them to um, see Ariana Grande at Phillips Arena. And because of what had happened to Ariana Grande in Manchester, you know, with the bombing years ago at one of her concerts, you could only bring in um, plastic, ba you know, see-through purses, which I always know is the rule, and you should always know that, at Mercedes-Benz, at some of these bigger, you know, football stadiums. Or Falcons games. Right. But this, I, I don't think this was on her website. I, I didn't see it. 
So I come down and you guys are going to die. I bring this, what I call my fluey. It's a fake Louis Vuitton that we got on Canal Street when we were in New York. And um, it's like a little one. And so we're going in and I had a little bag inside that purse. And so they were like, you can't bring people. They're like, you can't bring these purses in. And they did not have plastic bags for like, you know, how sometimes they have them where you can rent or whatever. And they're like, you can't come in. And so all these people are throwing away their purses in the trash cans. The trash cans were full of purses. I mean, of all types, coach, this, that, it was crazy. So I take out my little bag and I throw my other bag, which is my fluey, which I think cost me like $20 on Canal Street, into the trash. You would have thought that I had thrown like mana from heaven. Yeah, cash, bouillon cubes. So all these girls behind me were like stopped going into the concert and they were like, just hang, hang back here for a minute. And I don't know if they were like going to go over there and just raid. I mean, if you would come over to that trash can, you could have lived for probably three months off of the purses that were thrown in there. How many of them were the, were fake though, like yours? Uh, who knows? Yeah. But I thought somebody's going to be really disappointed if they get old fluey. Think try, anything is a real one. Try to cash him in on the the black market. <laughs> it's on Gaga's latest project, Chromatica. I think is the name of it. Chromatica, and you can't quit singing it. Just that I don't know any other the words, but do, you and I just do, sing. Do. Rain on me, rain, rain. Love it. Okay, my Core 57 hype song. It'll bring some some beats to the Core 57 Spotify hype song playlist, too. Yeah, well, we've some, got some, some good ones. Well, I know, I agree. We're like five and a half hours worth of music now, yeah. if you subscribe. Yeah, I got another one that's going to get you going. It's uh, Kelly Clarkson, Catch My Breath. Catch My Breath. Don't know that one. When you hear it, you will. Okay. You know every Kelly Clarkson song. I, no, I do not know really every Kelly Clarkson song. Everyone does. I mean, you hear them. Uh, Have you seen her show lately? Okay. Are we gonna go there? In the pandemic, she's she's doing it from um, home. Uh, well, her ranch in Montana. Yes. And I don't think that she has. A, I think all of her combs are in L.A. <laughs> I did say to you the other day, like she had on no, which is fine. She had on no makeup whatsoever. But she run a comb totally, through your hair. She looks completely. You're on national television. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's making a statement with the no makeup thing, and I respect that. I'll give you that, you know. Yeah. But run a run a find a brush. Yeah. Well, she may have to split that brush because give half away. Yeah, to because Brandon. her and Brandon are getting divorced. Now Brandon is Narvel, who was previously married to Reba. If you're putting this on a whiteboard's husband, and. They got married. I think they've been married 10 years. Maybe? It's been a while. It's been a while. But that's why Reba and Kelly Clarkson toured for yeah. a while. That's why Reba did a song with Kelly Clarkson. There's, You've heard me say this so many times before, and this is another example. There's always a reason. Two artists just don't say, let's tour together. It right. doesn't happen that way. Two artists don't just say, let's do a collaboration. It doesn't happen that way. There's always a reason. Maybe you they're, can, you maybe can they're follow label the paper trail. Or, right. You can yeah. follow the paper trail. And so with, with Reba and Kelly, it was the fact that at the time, Kelly Clarkson was married to Reba's stepson or... No, his son. Their son. No, it wasn't Reba's. Brandon wasn't Reba's. Oh, okay, right. Yes, that's right. So her stepson. Stepson. Right. So, but it's been rumored for a while that they were going, that they were... Having problems. Well, they put their house up for sale, I think like a month ago in LA, and then they've been trying to sell this Nashville house forever. But here's the thing. So Norval and Reba got divorced because Pisley 
Norval, again, this is nothing documented, but supposedly Norval was stepping out on Reba. Well, the comments, you should have seen them. It's like, oh, like father, like son, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's like this poor man. I mean, we don't even know any of this. They may just be getting divorced, you know, like it was just crazy. Here we go again. But I put, I'm putting, uh, catch my breath on there. So, all right, check out the, uh, Check out Download, the Caddy and Donna Core 57 Spotify Hype Song Playlist for over five and a half hours of music that will make you flashback and dance. Lady Annabellum is no longer Lady Annabellum. Lady Annabellum has decided to change their name, that it's necessary that they change their name because they have opened their eyes to the injustices, the inequality, and the biases that black people have faced, and they're responding by changing their name. Hillary Scott, who is the daughter of, of of Linda Davis, who toured with Reba for years just to and sing that song. Uh, Does he love you? Oh, God. That was actually Hillary Scott of Lady Annabellum's mother, Linda Davis, who sang that song with Reba and, and was Reba's number one backup singer and touring singer for decades. Yeah. Um so so Hillary Scott is the the female in Lady Annabellum. And then there's uh, Charles Kelly and Dave Haywood, who are both from the Augusta, Georgia area and both UGA graduates. Right. Finance majors. And, you know, they're changing their name from, they're shortening from Lady Annabellum to Lady A. Their fans have always, for the most part, most of most of their fans, a lot of them, have called them Lady A. All right. So, they say that they are deeply sorry for the pain their name has caused and for anyone who has felt, I'm just reading, I'm just reading a statement. I know. Okay. Pay no attention to my tone. They're sorry for the pain their name has caused and for anyone who has felt unsafe, unseen, or undervalued. All right. I'm going to share right now with you a handful of comments that were posted on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. And you can join the conversation about anything there. We'd love to go back and forth with you. Are we saying these people's names? Uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Maybe first names. But again, I mean, they're all public comments on right. my, my Facebook page. Cindy, what a bunch of crap. The world has gone insane. What black American gives a rat's patootie? I would have never spelled patootie right, by the way. I know, I like that, rat's patootie. Gives a rat's patootie about the name. There are more important fish to fry. What a stunt of insignificance. Cindy. I, there, there were a couple that, uh, comments that were for Lady Annabellum, and I want to share those too. Hang on, let me gonna get a paper cut here, flipping pages to find them. But oh, here's one, Pat. Uh, Pat, please don't apologize. We love y'all. Well, it it is their choice. It's their band name. They can do whatever they want. It's not, it, it has nothing to do with us. I mean, we can you know feel the way we feel, but they have they have the right to do whatever they want with their name. Jimmy says to that Donna. After meeting Charles Kelly, I would almost guarantee he had nothing to do with this decision. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. Whether you want to point your finger at the record label, the management company, or maybe even the band, there is no way, Jimmy, that a decision like this would be made without all three of them signing off on it. They own the name. Right. No one can tell them to change their name. This was a decision that the three of them uh, came to. 
So Brent says, it's Brent, their, really for, 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 for balance here. Yeah, Brent, he says it's their band. Who, easy with that one there, that word. Yeah. Who cares? Yes. Why get your panties in a twist over something that has absolutely zero effect on your life? People just want to complain. I saw another one. You, you don't have it in here. It was on somewhere else where someone said, why are they apologizing for an architectural structure? Um, so I think it depends on, you know, I went to Georgia. I was in a sorority at Georgia. Our homes at Georgia were always described as antebellum homes. I think that, you know, it depends on what, what you put into that word. Is it an architectural style? Is it a period of time where slavery existed? Is it, but here's the thing. I just, we talked about this. You and I talked about this yesterday. At what point does it begin and end? You know, is Uncle Cracker now Uncle? Is Confederate Railroad. The Danny Shirley Band. The Danny Shirley Band, although they're not out touring. But the point of this is, is, is there a point where some of it is just names and history and that these people have never denigrated black people, have never, you know, done anything malicious? It, at what point does it stop and end? And again, not going back to disputing the fact that anything that's been going on over the last couple of weeks is been deserved or is acceptable but i mean you know where does it end where does it start and end i had a couple people ask me what was your understanding about the name lady annabellum and you know i think they signed their deal back in uh, maybe 2005 2006 and dave haywood specifically and you saw charles every now and then too but dave would always be at wild bills right on the weekends uh, just sit down in the crowd with everybody because at the time I don't even know that they had a single out, but I knew who I knew who they were, and so Dave was always just really cool hanging out in like general mission areas with you know fans and, and country music fans and uh, at Wild Bills and and um, somebody said to me, "What was your understanding of the the story behind the name?" And and since day one, before they even had a, a, a single, I had always been told that they got the name from the beautiful and like you said, the beautiful Annabellum Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which there are in, in Athens where they went to school and there are in Augusta. And they said that in their statement, that that's where the name originally had come from. Right. So why then who, who has ever been um, pained because the name of their band references beautiful antebellum homes. Who's been hurt by that? Has anyone ever said to Hillary, Dave or Charles, um, I, I feel that you are doing an injustice in a in inequality and bias. Please change your name. Has that conversation ever happened? Do you think? Well, I don't think we'll know. I mean, and you know, that was a great question that that a lot of people said yesterday. Did did someone were they reached out to by any any particular group of people and said, you know, and it was said to them, we think you should change your name. Or was this done completely um, on their own? They're the most low-key group. Yeah, they're very they're in country music. non-controversial. So much so that we, every year, as she was growing up, would take our youngest daughter, Charlotte, to a Lady Annabellum concert because no one would be there. Okay, well, that's not true. They would be there, but the point, the reason we took them. It wasn't a rowdy crowd. It, was it wasn't a very a docile, rowdy, small, yeah. very small crowd. It was a smaller small. crowd. Everyone could park in employ parking. Okay. At Verizon Amphitheater when Lady A played. But that's why we took. I like them. I, I like their music. I didn't say I didn't like them. I had, I, you, you didn't hear me say that I, I did not like them. 
I think are there people who, and that's becoming the great they debate. They didn't have to run shuttles. Okay. This is becoming the great debate right now. Is there, are there people, and I'm not saying that they're capitalizing on this, but is it, are, are people doing things that they think are going to seem genuine, but that then come across as disingenuous, if that makes sense? You know, they think they're doing the right thing, but then in actuality, it almost comes back to bite them because it probably wasn't necessary. And they've never made a public statement. They haven't been in that arena before. If you're traveling in, in that lane and you've... They've, they've never been in an arena. No. Well, okay. All right. Listen. But if you're traveling in that lane and that's where you... They play Wild Wing okay. on Wimward. All right. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Did I read Cindy's comment? You did. Are you sure? Yes. Did I read the last part of Cindy's comment? I just want to, what a stunt of insignificance. Yeah. Lady Annabellum will always be to me. Well, they're done to me now, but would have always been Lady Annabellum. Garth Brooks wants to jump in the back of your Buick at a drive-in theater here in Atlanta. And that's, yes, that's going to happen. Saturday, June 27th, Garth Brooks, who is just loves Garth, as do I, but Garth is the king of self-promotion and marketing. Yep, and I, I say that with nothing but respect. He's a marketing absolutely. major from, from Oklahoma. Yes. Isn't that where you went, Carl? Yeah. Carl Appen is a boomer. Yes. And he, we've talked about this before. He is, um, he's one to learn from. You know, in the business, when artists were starting out, there were, when he first started out, artists did not take control of their um, careers the way Garth did. If you've ever m- had the opportunity to meet Garth, Garth speaks in third person. He ta- he says Garth thinks. Garth is excited to be here in Atlanta. Garth tonight. feels. And another aside story about Garth, he he is one of those larger than life people. Whether you are a Garth fan or not, when you meet him, you're just like wow. I remember we took some listeners down in t- to meet him at um, Phillips Arena, and we actually walked them back there. And we were going into the room where we were going to meet. And it was him and Trisha at the time. And we were going into the room where we were going to introduce him and meet him. And he comes out of this side door in like a hoodie pullover. And he came up behind you and put his arm like around you. He's like, how you doing, buddy? And it came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Garth Blank Brooks. And he heard it. Yeah. And, and he, it laughed. Yeah, he, no, laughed. he laughed. But, but it just came out yeah. because I, he, he just appears, but he is so down to earth. Yes. And he's Garth Blank Brooks. I mean, like there's very few people that you meet that you're just like an Elvis Presley almost of their format. So Garth has decided that he's going to entertain America. He's going to do a special concert event in 300 drive ins across North America. So Garth is going to do this big concert one night only on the big screen. And, um, Tickets on sale June 19th at noon. They are $100 a piece. And that accounts for as many people as you can legally get into your vehicle. As many seatbelts as you have. That's as many people that can get in the movie theater in the, whatever city you may be listening if if your drive-in is, is, is a part of this. Okay, I have questions from the panel. Okay, are we done with the background? Okay, go. Well, no, but I mean, just in general, like if he, so if it's a hundred dollars per car, then do you, can, do you bring your own food and drinks? Can you get out of your car to dance? These are questions you would have to ask Garth. You'd have to ask Garth. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he made the announcement on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. And he kept saying it's social, dis- it's a social distancing party. So I don't, know, I don't know what that means that you have to rock your Buick yourself from the inside. Do you hang out your sunroof? Can you get on your, the hood of your, ve- or the roof of your vehicle? Can yeah. you tell? I don't have the answers to all those questions. Um, but 
this is not the first time that this has happened. You know, Keith Urban was maybe the first, and he did a, a full-blown concert Yes, for Vanderbilt uh, Vandy Medical workers at a drive-in outside of Nashville. And he had a full band. It was live. It was awesome. Um, this Garth Brooks event at the drive-in will not be live. It's going to be pre-recorded. I question that. What does that mean? Uh, they're going to. I think they're going to tape it in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, somewhere, like a week prior, on a soundstage somewhere. Oh, see, when you told me this originally, did I've, you not catch that? No, and I also thought he was going to be doing it live, but it was going to be beamed to all these locations. If that makes sense, not pre-recorded. Right. Well, I think that would have been the best way to do it. Like if he was doing it live from Houston, but if you're in Atlanta and Nashville you get it live. and Florida. That's what, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought that as well until I started doing some research. It's going to be pre-recorded. It's not going to be live. Wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. And Garth Brooks is the last person on earth that needs a cash grab. And we talk about cash grabs all the time during the podcast. And that's when an artist or celebrity sees an opportunity to make a quick buck. And, you know, maybe it's re-releasing a, a CD or a project with one additional new song on it, you know, or something like that. There's, you've heard all different kinds of examples of cash grabs. But Garth Brooks does not need a cash grab. There's no question about that. So I don't know. I think he just wants to make people feel good. Well, I think this. I think that there's something bigger than this. Garth is, again, he's, he's, he's the, the king of self-promotion. There's something that's going to suddenly appear with this drive-in uh, uh, nationwide concert. I'm wondering if this isn't actually to promote. He's got the special on Netflix right now, Garth Brooks, The Road I'm On. And I know that many movie theaters, I think AMC and Regal, are going to open July 1st or somewhere after the 1st of July, pretty soon after that. I wonder if this documentary on Netflix is not going to go to the big screen and this has something to do with it because you get a big screen drive-in, big mm -hmm. screen movie, um, maybe you get to see it before something before the concert starts or I don't know. Well, it's also the same. I, I did a little research on this too. I was troubled by this, Donna. Everywhere I saw Garth Brooks, the road I'm on, on Netflix, it said 2019. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's, it's, it's June, 2020 right now. Where's this documentary been? Where has it lived for six months? It's the exact same documentary that A&E network had in early December. So it's not new, but Garth, had, again, I'm telling you, he's smart. He has repackaged this as new content, as new content for Netflix. And Netflix is pretty trendy. Netflix is pretty cool. Well, I think that's why. I think what happened was a &E? it, ah, it probably eh. didn't get a lot of play on A&E because I don't even remember. I remember hearing about it, but we didn't watch it, which we would. We are going to watch the one on Netflix. Why, though? Because we're interested now because it's Netflix. And that's kind of like a psychological thing. And I think Garth knew that, that, that it would become much cooler and it's two episodes that are about 90 minutes each right and and netflix is airing in two parts just like a and e network back in december aired it over two nights it was like a sunday and a monday from right eight to ten or whatever he also may have seen like the success that taylor swift had with the, her netflix documentary and been like okay this is what we need to do because the other thing is that i know about garth he doesn't like to do anything that doesn't do well and I'm not saying that the documentary didn't do well on A&E, but I didn't hear a lot of well, buzz. Well, it didn't. I didn't hear a lot of buzz about it. So he can't leave that there. You know what I mean? So he's got to pick it up and take it over here to Netflix to hopefully get it some more play. This event with Garth at Drive-In Movie Theaters is being billed as, you ready? Lean in here for this. This is a quote. The largest ever one-night show 
to play at outdoor theaters across the United States and Canada. How many other things like this has has there been? Right? Is this not? Is this? But that's Garth again. Garth is making it bigger than life. I'm not, I I have no beef at all with Garth Brooks. He's like a modern day P.T. Barnum. That's what a great comparison, Donna. I'll write that down. He is. Because he's he's his own hype man. Because you know Trisha's like, I don't want to be your hype I don't want to be your hype woman anymore, right. Garth. Please right. stop. I want to share a Garth Brooks story. It's not in the notes here, but it just kinda of hit me. Uh, through the years I've been very blessed to to have been invited by Garth to to be around him, I guess. Um in Atlanta and elsewhere. And there was one trip. It was Dallas and myself and Caitlin Henderson who was one of our morning show producers and social media director at the time. And we were invited to join Garth in Dallas, Texas at at t Stadium. Unbelievable. I remember I was so excited. I'm like, you're going to be on the same field as the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. There were maybe 15 morning shows that Garth personally invited from around America, country morning shows. And it was sponsored by Fritos. And the Fritos... The Dallas location, other than it being AT&T Stadium, which is larger than life just being there with it shut down and, you know, there'd be 50 people, 50 of us on the on the, uh, on the the field broadcasting our morning shows just to, to, to be live on the air and look up and see That's that you, oh my gosh. It's the world's largest jumbo it, uh, it, it It truly is, was a fabulous experience. And Garth Brooks came around and spent like an hour with each morning show. I think we were there for two mornings and they paid for everything. Uh, we were in Dallas, though, because that's where Fritos is it's headquartered. Like, yeah. right. And I forgot what Garth was promoting, maybe himself on the front of a bag of Fritos. I don't I don't remember why. Maybe he had a special flavor or something. We were there. It was something like that. I mean, but Garth, like he always does and, and always will, he made it bigger than life. Right. Bigger than life. And I remember he played Can't Be Caddy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he beat my ass he is beat what he you. did he's smart and he was so excited he was so proud of that what was he kept saying i just uh my name's garth brooks and i just beat caddy like a, like drum. a drum yeah he said like and a he drum. kept repeating it and i'm like garth we're done <laughs> we're moving on from can't be caddy how we're going to talk now about whatever maybe it was an album launch or he'd added a song on to the box collection or launched ghost tunes there was a reason Something. we were there and fritos because i know every time you turn around you were getting a bag of fritos you're being fed fritos like you had frito pie for breakfast lunch <laughs> And snacks. That and sounds like awesome. Free. No, it was. It was. But I just remember. What about okay, being what about you were telling me that Garth's brother does radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I worked with this guy at Cumulus in the same building probably five years. Do we know this to be true? Didn't know him that well. Uh, I just found out. Well, I, I would look on Wikipedia because somebody brought it up on social media. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mike Brooks is Garth Brooks's brother? Mike Brooks is a talk show host, very successful talk show host. And for a while was on the 106.7 Cumulus News Talker station. I, think I have did never heard Garth talk whatever. about his brother, Mike. Well, he has three brothers. I think and two sisters. I didn't know this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And someone had tweeted, because uh, he was a part, he's actually a part of the Netflix special. That's how this came out. Someone on social media said, oh my gosh, Mike, I just saw you. Oh, on the special? On the special. And I was like, wait a minute. Why would Mike Brooks be on the Garth? Oh, hello. Hang on. And so I Googled it and it popped up. You were today years old. I was. And you worked with this man. Didn't know him that well because we, we kind of did different shifts. You know, I was I was there from like 4 a.m. to noon. And I think Mike did noon to 3 maybe at the time. So he got there yeah. like at 1130 and was probably there to find. You know, I don't know. But our cra- I, anytime we, we saw one another, we was very cordial and we spoke. But, you know, I, I don't have his number. 
fascinating. But I thought that was a uh, very good story, though. I, this is going to be interesting. I think there's more here. We're, we'll, we'll follow the story and encourage you to do the same about Garth Brooks. Saturday night, June 27th, he'll hit 300 drive-ins across North America and Canada. And what he is billing as the largest ever one-night show to play at outdoor theaters across the United States and Canada. We're going to roar in in Atlanta because I would love to see it. For $100? Sure. Okay. Are you injured by someone else's irresponsible behavior? Don't worry. The expert car accident attorneys and medical doctors are ready to help you at 1-800-HURT-911. That is the number, 1-800-HURT-911. You can call from wherever you are. You can call any time of the night, any time of the day for a free consultation. At 1-800-HURT-911, they manage all sorts of car accident cases. The Hurt 911 Injury Group, Georgia's premier choice in accident care. 1-800-HURT-911. Dinner Affair is the official meal kit for families. We have been fans and clients of Dinner Affair uh, for years. And Stephanie and uh, and her husband, they're a local business. They do ship anywhere in the United States, but they're based in, in Swanee. That's where all of their kitchens are. And they have 15 new selections monthly that are added to the Dinner Affair menu. So you select the menus, uh, the dinners that you want. We've had some really good ones here. We've had some great ones. And, and I want to go back to Lately. one thing you did say about yes, the ma'am. shipping. I had two people who reached out to me who listened to us, one in Florida um, and one in Texas who said, I hear you talking about these amazing meals all the time. I wish I lived there. I said, you can have them shipped to you. They send them to you. Select your menu, choose your delivery date, enjoy delicious dinners. And uh, with your first order, enjoy delicious dinners at $30 off when you use the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. Check out dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com, dinneraffair.com. You want to take it? <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how to get into this segment. We Here's what happened. We were watching the news, and we were really saddened to hear that, um, now I'm not going to be able to think of that cemetery. Oakwood. Oakwood had been... There, there's some statues and monuments there that had been defaced. But beyond that, um, there were also individual grave sites that had been defaced, um, that people had spray painted across the gravestones. And um, the, and these gravestones had nothing to do with the monuments. They just happened to be in the cemetery. And I panicked for a minute because I said to you, I think that's where my great-grandmother is buried. Because I knew we had had the funeral at a historic cemetery in South Atlanta and I talked to my mom and I had it confused it was Westview Cemetery which is another one that is very historic along with Oaklawn um and so we were talking about my grandmother's um service I guess you could call at 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 Westview and this is not a depressing story so don't feel like you're going to get sad you're going to be like Really? That would only happen to you guys. That's oh, what you're going to say after you hear this It's only going to happen to us. So what happened was my, we called her great granny on wheels. And the reason we called her that is Olivia came up with that term because she was my grandmother, but she was in a wheelchair and she was just very funny, very Southern. Um, I grew up as a child going with my mom. We would go, she lived in um, like Sharon Towers in Decatur. And we would go over as like an assisted living place, but we would take her to the Winn-Dixie to get her groceries. And then we would go to the Morrison's and we would eat at the cafeteria. And one time she was like, I want a dessert or something. And my, um, my grandmother, uh, granny was like, you don't need dessert, Donna Kay. And I was like, you are, you, your money bags. You just need to open up your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so she's always laughed. She had always laughed about that. But when Olivia met her, she was very young. Olivia was like two years old, two, three, but she would always call her great granny on wheels. So we went to do, when she passed away, we um, went to do the um, ceremony. It was, it was very small. Very small. It was just direct family. It was like you, me, my mom. Jay and Ruth. Jay and Ruth, my mother's brother. Um, Annette. She, yes. And he did the ceremony. And so the cemetery is huge. So when we got there, we went to the main place and we said, you know, where is her plot or area, final resting place going to be? And they were like, oh, you know, you can't miss it. You go left, go it right. Like a, it was like a pirate map, like yeah, a treasure they, map. They did give you a map. Yeah, if and you there was remember. like an X where Great Grand Wheels had been buried. Right. But they said, you'll see it because there's a tent and we put out some chairs out because we know you guys are going to do a little service. And... um so we made the left, made the right, made the left, made the right. And we go and we set up camp and we do half of the service. And my uncle Jay, who's so well-spoken, was doing this wonderful, beautiful service for his mother. And this guy comes over and says, who works there and says, uh, what are you guys doing? And we're like, well, we're in the middle of the service here. And he's like, you're at the Sir. wrong plot. Yeah. Well, and, and so every, we, we were sitting, you know, in, in chair, not the best chairs, but you know, like little white like funeral, chairs. great graveside <laughs> service chairs. Right. You know, they're going to tip over in a moment and, and they're, they're very unsteady because they're normally sitting on dirt. Right. That they've tried to cover up with a green tarp or, right. you know, fake green grass. They got to the Home Depot or something. And I look and I noticed that the marker had been covered up with dirt. And so as this man is speaking to us with my good Sunday driving loafer, I'm starting to spread the, you know, slide the dirt, you know, move it off of the headstone. It wasn't a headstone, but a marker in the ground. Yeah. And I look, and it says, like, McPherson. Oh. Dear. And I thought, wait, yeah, this dude's right. We're not McPherson's. We are. Tigers. Tigers. It should have said Tigers. Well, actually, we're Montgomery's. Montgomery's, now. yes. And, and, and But it said McPherson or something or Calhoun. So we're like, oh, okay, stop. And so then we pick everybody up and go over. And I know what you were thinking, and I don't know if you're going to admit this or not. I will. Were you thinking Jay was going to pick up where he left off? Or were of you thinking- course you would think that. Okay. <laughs> but it- <laughs> we started all over from the top. Yes. From the top. I think he even said from the top. And from we, the top. We say things. Because someone, someone, saying- someone as wonderful as Great Granny deserves two ceremonies. That's the way I feel about it. So I have to tell you, I don't have the best luck with, I, I don't know what it is about my family. And these, I know you probably listening think that these stories are just crazy, but they're all true. And so that was my great granny experience, which you were with me. My father passed away in 1993 and I had spent my entire childhood going to Fripp Island. That's where we all went. That was the beach we went to in South Carolina. And so we had decided um, he wanted his ashes spread out in the water. And then they have um, a really pretty um, area where you can, you know, place the ashes kind of like an internment and so we went up to do the ceremony I was not with you at the time I was married to my ex-husband at the time yes so we had one car we had rented this big SUV so that we could all drive together and again it's my all this entire family and I have family in Charleston my brother lives in Charleston so they were coming over from there my niece who lives up there now, it was just a lot of people. So we were all staying in one house and we were going to do the service. And again, my uncle Jay, God bless him, was going to do the service. And we get probably mm, 30 minutes from Fripp. And it's a drive. It's, it's about, about a six, oh, seven. Donna. I don't even it's know. It's an eight, nine hour drive when you're driving. With me, it's probably 12. But we get like 30 minutes from the gate. 
and someone just happens to say, did anyone pick up Charlie? That was my dad's name, Charlie. And we're like, what? And they're like, did anyone get, I think my sister was like, did anyone get dad's ashes? And it's like, no. And then it was all this, you were supposed to get them. No, I wasn't. You were supposed to get them. No, I was <laughs> I was in charge of the Gatorade. No, you were in charge of the ashes. It's like, oh my gosh. So my sweet, sweet husband at the time lets us all off at the house, turns around, because we were doing the ceremony the next day, turns around, drives all the way back, picks up Charlie, and drives him all the way back. And one of the kids, I'm telling this story. I always knew your mother liked him more. No. One of the kids, well, I mean, how could you not? I mean, what an act of service. No kidding, because you asked me. Okay, no, one of the kids asked you. We're telling the story at the dinner table the night, and one of the kids, without missing a beat, I think it was Olivia, was like, Dad, would you have gone back? <laughs> and I just said, we'd have figured something out. Unbelievable. We'd have figured something out. Maybe there's like a neighbor. him? Or? No, maybe there is a neighbor that had a spare key or could go through a window in the house, retrieve Charlie, and then repack them in a FedEx box. Oh, my God. And send them to Fripp and just delay everything by a day. Listen to yourself. I don't know that I would. <sighs> well, I would for you. Oh, I'd go back and get Jane or anybody. So, the re- Of course. I'm, I've... I'm, not making light of, I'm not making light of the story either because I have to tell you, if you knew my dad, he would have thought yeah. this was hilarious and he would have probably said thank god he came back for me because i didn't want to ride with all of you guys on the way up there anyway you know it was a much better ride the second way <laughs> with him and your first husband it was quiet and peaceful seriously people were arguing arguing and yelling I need to go to the bathroom this and i mean he would have said oh, something funny about my me. mother you know like she didn't know where I, she was going she didn't yeah, have a map yeah, that's true. you know she was lost so i, I, n- I never met your dad i never yes. had the privilege of meeting charlie but i've heard so many stories the stories about him uh, that that you're, I, I can only, that that's Charlie that would certainly be his reaction. And, and I truly believe, and I say this all the time, and God winks that nothing happens, you know, just randomly. That things always happen for a reason. And I remember at the time, everyone was just so almost mad at each other, and because it's it's when you're having a funeral, it's so highly charged anyway. You know what I mean? And it was like we almost needed that levity when we finally were like, you know what? He was probably so thankful that like he didn't have to ride with us. So I don't know what it is about me and funerals, but. I can't quite get it together. Well, I think it's funerals in your family. Yeah. But exactly. God bless Jay, Uncle Jay. Unbelievable. Who, who listens to the podcast in, in, in he, Louisiana. And he always gets called upon. And he is he is kind of like the the leader that in that role. But he's so elo- he does it so well, though. He's oh, so he's so eloquent. eloquent. Yes, and, he's wonderful. And, yeah, very, very well done on everybody's part. But I'm going to skip my funeral story, I think. Why? I think you should tell it. You have a funeral story that doesn't involve a funeral. That's the crazy thing right. about it. When I was in high school, I was at the mercy of my sister, Jujana, as far as getting to school on time because she would drive and I'd have to get in the hatchback of a Mazda RX-7 because her best friend, Christy, would be in shotgun. Did your mother know you were riding in a hatchback? Of course she did. Okay. So um, Julie would not go to school. I think Julie was out of school. My sister was out of school more than she was in school. She was not a good student. She's not really a good person. Okay. And so I would be, we would go to school late all the time if we even went. And, and, and it got to the point that we 
were so late all Tardy. the time that Dr. Judy Wolf, and I love Dr. Wolf, who was our assistant principal at St. Stephen's High School, home of the Indians in Hickory. Dr. Wolf finally looked at Julie and I when we arrived one day at 2 o'clock <laughs> for school when there's a 3 o'clock dismissal and said, because our excuse was always, we've been at a funeral. That was our, that was our go-to excuse. We've been at a funeral, been at a funeral, been at a funeral. So Dr. Wolf says to me one day, and Julie, we're in our office, and she says, listen, the next time that you're late or tardy because, or, or don't come to school, period, because of a funeral, I'm going to ask that you bring a bulletin. Or prove it. Prove that you were there. Right. Well, and back then there weren't. I mean, what are you going to do? Take a picture? In the, I, I mean, you, I mean the, <laughs> you didn't have cell phones back then. I want you to bring a bulletin back. And we're like, okay, fine. So we decide, or my sister decides, that we, we, can, we can fix this problem, this challenge that Dr. Wolf has thrown at us. There was only one funeral home in Hickory, North Carolina at the time when I was growing up, Bass Smith Funeral Home. And it was in downtown Hickory. And so the next time that we were going to be late or didn't want to go to school, my sister says to me, we're going to swing by Bass Smith. Swing by. <laughs> On our way. And I want you to run in and grab a bulletin and run back out. I love, grab how, two. I love how she pitched you up. Of to course it. you did. Grab two while you're in there. And so I we would we'd do that. And then we would say, Dr. Wolf couldn't do anything. I mean, we, we were doing what she said. She, and we did it half dozen times probably would my you, sister's like, much 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 older than i okay would you, would you like have to wait until the people were out of the vestibule and no, like just no 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 i just run in and they were like well who's that little boy no because there there weren't many people dying in hickory and we had to plan our absences according to deaths in the town because would you read them in the newspaper absolutely i would in the hickory daily record the obituaries and so i'd be like all right julie this funeral's tomorrow let's hit this one let's like like a real estate caravan an open house let's hit this one Oh you know, gosh. and it starts at 11. So let's go before let's get there at 10. You just run in because they had the bulletins, you know, on the, in the vestibule, like on a, a table. How do you feel about your karma in general? Well, you know, I, I'm not, there certainly things don't do as you say, or do as you do all of that. either, either of those, all of that. Thank you, Donna. So that's my funeral story. God bless you. Dr. Wolf, who's passed, but she was a great influence. <laughs> In my life and in, in, in school for me on the days that I went. That you were there. Yes. <coughs> Without sponsors, there would be no podcast. We listen, that's just a fact. And I wanna I wanna spend just a moment talking about a sponsor who has been with us since day one. I went to Tracy Cousineau in December, early December, and I said to Tracy and Jason Williford, I said, you know what? Here's what I'm getting ready to do. Because I had to sit out and not compete. I had to be I couldn't do anything for several months after I you know was fired back in July. And so um, here's what I'm getting ready to do. Think about it. Here's uh, some materials to look at. Let me know what you think. And Jason looks at me, and he, he, he tosses. We were at, uh, having lunch somewhere down in Buckhead. And he, he tosses all the papers back at me and says, Caddy, we don't need to see a thing. We're in. We, we would support you anywhere that you go. So since day one, they have been a sponsor of, of this podcast. And uh, Tracy's been a supporter of mine even for, for years back in my radio days. Uh, they're true friends of our family. Uh, and, and, and true partners when it comes to this podcast. I want to salute Tracy because something huge happened in her life and uh, in, in the lives of the all the team members at Real Estate Expert Advisors. Uh, they were just awarded at the Northeast Atlanta Metro Association of Realtors the Million Dollar Club Award Ceremony, number one. It's amazing. Amazing. Number one, top producers. Uh, Real Estate Expert Advisors also got the Phoenix Award. This is of all real estate agents and, and realtors in the Northeast Atlanta Metro Association of Realtors. And of all of those, Tracy, I, I sent her a message 
via text. And I said, you know, Tracy, I've known for years that you were the top producer. I said, but it's, it must feel so nice to get that recognition, uh, you know, from, from your peers and from an organization. And, and, and as Tracy does, uh, always in, in the text was like, listen, it's all about our team. And that's just the way that they work there. But I wanted to spend just a moment here to acknowledge Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Uh, I've known that they've done a great work. You've known that they do great work and that they truly put everything into uh, selling your home or finding you a home. And they will always do that. And, and you know, the line that we use, and it's so true, you can get up to 18% more money than a traditional firm when you partner with Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Uh, that's a fact. But there's so much more to it than that. They truly are all in for you. But congratulations to Tracy Cousineau. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. TracyCousineau.com. Love you, Tracy. Love you, Jason. Thank you so much for your support through the years. Something for all of your home needs and all at great prices. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master, maybe a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture Gainesville has you covered with many brands and styles. Uh, they also offer you financing. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Tons of bedding options. Uh, there's a Monarch table and six chairs plus a bench now for eight forty nine. dollars uh, Voyager by Catnapper. Get a sofa love seat for sixteen twenty nine. Choose your color, Brandy, Slate, or Elk. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Gallery Furniture, Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Are you ready for the Donna segment of the podcast? I am ready. Well, they're truly all your segments, but this is specifically Donna. This is all Donna. And uh, you ready? Here we go. And ready. one and two and a one, two, three. Let's get happy. Okay, so my app this week is COVID-free. It is called Digit, D-I-G-I-T, Digit. Um, it's a free app, and so you download it, and you basically um, link up your bank account information, which sounds scary, but it's not. Um, what it does is you can set up different accounts that you want to fund. If you want to set up an account, say you're trying to pay off, you have one credit card that you're desperately just trying to pay off every month. So you can set that card up to where Digit pays it each month. I'll tell you how it gets funded in a minute. You can set up um, an account. If you want to do a trip, you're saving for a Disney trip. You can put vacation. Um, if you're saving for a rainy day, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to set up your, you can have as many as you want or as few. You could do one, you could do three, four, ten, whatever. And then you determine how much money you want Digit to take from your account to put into those accounts daily, weekly, monthly, biweekly. And you can also do a thing called Roundup where say, you know, I know some banking apps do that, but you go to the store and you spend three forty three. If you want Digit to round it up to three fifty or four dollars and put that money into those buckets that you have or you're saving for, and then at the you know it'll send you different um, if it's time to pay your credit card and say you you know whatever you determined you want to pay the minimum payment or you want to pay more it takes it out of that account and pays it so you're funding your own savings and it sounds simple and you can say I do that in different places. But it's just a really easy way on one app to kind of visually see what you're saving for. You know, a lot of people have uh, their bank account that does that, or you've got an envelope at home where you're saving money. But this is just one really super easy app. They do not charge a lot of fees for you to do this. And I think it's kind of cool visually to see, you know, where your money's going. Um, if something happened and, you, you know, you've saved in your rainy day and you're like, I need this money now, all you do is hit withdrawal and it goes straight back to your account. So it's not like they have to mail you a check. It takes, you know, I do this with um, one of uh, one credit card, the one credit card we have. And it's just, it pays it each month and I don't even have to think about it. And it just takes money out of our account like 
$2 here, $2 there to, to, to fund it. So it's a great way right now with everything that's going on to kind of visually see things if you want, you know, if you're saving up for furniture or whatever from gallery, you just set it up. And then when you got the money, you're ready to go. So it's called Digit, D-I-G-I-T. I want to oh, thank. Wait, wait, what about uh, my outro? Oh, yes. I feel like you're stepping on me. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Count me down. One and a two and a one, two, three. We just got happy. <laughs> All right. I love it. All right. Um, remember the recent call to action for pictures of Cabbage Patch dolls? We're still looking for those after uh, the conversation last pod about Cabbage Patch dolls. Stacy, who's a huge pod peep, sent me on Facebook a video of her walking around a room where she has her Cabbage Patch dolls. They have a whole room? Yes, a lot of them. Oh, gosh. But Stacy's a, a, a day, day of uh, release pod listener, and, and she sent me all kinds of pictures. We want to include those in uh, this weekend, this Saturday's. What are they doing? Like, are they doing different? Like, are they? Some are small. Some are regular. Oh, dear. But she shot, I mean, she went there. I mean, she shot a dang video, Donna. I know, so creepy, her, but like imagine the light off, and then you like turn it on, and they're all, Whoa. So thank you, Stacey. She's always uh, a big supporter of the podcast. Uh, Amanda and Jefferson is a pot peep. Hey, Caddy, just finished listening to yesterday's podcast. Wanted to send some pictures from when a couple of my experiences at the Wild Animal Safari. Oh, boy. I went to college at LaGrange, uh, which is right there. Uh, so we went over to Pine Mountain a bunch. Such a fun experience. We'll include some of Amanda's pictures of getting attacked by yaks. I had another person reach out In to the me. Saturday's issue. Yeah, another. I had another person that reached out that went through it and said, same thing happened to them. They did not rent the van, and they got through there and just floored it. And, like, we're passing people and, you know, got to get out of here. Uh, Brandy is a pod peep. I miss you on the radio. I haven't listened since you were gone. I listened to uh, the podcast yesterday literally laughing out loud when y'all were talking about the safari in Pine Mountain. I literally was planning a trip. And thought that I could drive my car through. Oh, goodness. Well, you and Don have changed my mind. <laughs> uh, you and Don are so good together. Thanks for the honesty, Brandy. Thank you for uh, for your support very much. See, we're like providing services to people. Maddie Hoffberg, intro the show today. Matt Hoffberg, um, I learned a lot from Matt through radio. And I think that Matt would tell you that he learned a lot uh, from me about radio. Matt was uh, is now doing mornings at uh, Coyote 1025 in Albuquerque, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's been there for seven years. I bet, Very they, successful I bet it's like Coyote. Show. Very successful morning show. I'm so proud of Maddie. Maddie started with me after he graduated from Rhodes College in Memphis, and he went to the Atlanta Broadcasting School. School. Um, and so he started as an intern with us on the morning show. This is back when it was Tug, Dallas, and myself, back in the heyday, when it was just one of the biggest morning shows in town. Maddie started as an intern, and I knew, you can always tell with interns, uh, who who really wants it and who's there just to get college credit. You could tell Maddie wanted it, wanted it bad, and um, he was such a great intern that I eventually had him hired. I said, "We got to have this guy." So Maddie joined us and eventually became executive producer of the morning show. He was great. He was the best producer. And um, so, at some point, Maddie left, and some period of downsizing, I'm sure. Um, but has gone on to to do mornings in Albuquerque, and so proud of Matt and the show that he does, and yeah, just Mary. bought it, just bought his first house out there and um, is getting married. He's supposed to get married about this time. And because of the, the pandemic, it's been moved to next year. But cannot wait to see Maddie. And, and celebrate with him. Maddie was like a part of our family, too. He, he was. Always, because for a while, for years and years and years and years, you did the um, great tree lighting um, at Macy's. And originally, the great tree lighting was always done on Thanksgiving night. 
So we never could travel at Thanksgiving. So we would have all of our family over for Thanksgiving. And Maddie was always part of our family. So he would come at Thanksgiving. And he, he brought a couple of different women through the years, if you remember. Yes, he did. We had yeah. different people yeah. at our Thanksgiving table. But the kids <laughs> loved him. He, it, he was just so supportive of you. And I, I will tell you, during that time period, um, it was just so awesome for me. And this is going to sound crazy, but Maddie always looked over you and not in a bad way, like you were going to do something, but like he just took care of you. He made sure that anytime you were on site, you had everything you needed. You were, you know, he was just, a, he was a great advanced person, a great member of the team, a great, he was just great. I mean, it, it was like a time period where the show just moved so seamlessly and he was such a big part of that. He was, he truly was. And, um, Maddie, at the at the time, also did a show for the ABC Radio Network. And so Maddie, I'd get there at like 4 o'clock and do that show in about an hour because it aired in afternoons on, in all time zones. And Maddie would piece that together. And so we paid him out of pocket to do that you know, kind of stuff. Because, that was 4 a.m., by the way, not 4 p.m. Oh, did I say P? No, but I'm just saying I think people will probably think Oh, yeah, that. because <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and get that show out of the way before yeah. I started the Atlanta show so that you didn't have to worry about right. That wasn't on your mind as you're doing. You should be focused in Atlanta right. and not on the national show. And so I would do the national show from four to five, and then Maddie would piece it together and produce it. And that was, um, um, he always looked out for me there as well. But I sent him a text, and I just said to him, knowing that he was going to do the very kind intro that he did for this show, I said, you know, what's your favorite morning show memory? Um, and he said, uh, there's so many. Um, meeting Alan Jackson, meeting Paula Dean. Zach Brown Band breaking chicken fried in the studio. Yeah, amazing. Uh, they also launched Make Us Say Wow Wednesday. Right. Zach Brown Band did when they were in the studio that very same day. Uh, one of my favorite stories is the time I dropped my coffee on Trace Atkins' boots. I remember that. Trace was not happy. Uh, the time you guys let me interview Bradley Gilbert, and I knew nothing about him or his music. That was one of my fun things to do. If there was an interview that we just didn't have time for. Or you didn't want to for, do yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Okay, but I, I, Bradley was a brand new artist at yeah. the time. We just didn't have time. And so we'd already been booked for it, and we were committed to it, and I didn't want to back out. So I said, Maddie, just take the interview. He's like, who is it? And I said, don't worry about it. Just go. Just because go. I thought that was a great teaching, learning right. example. You need to be able to act on your feet. You need to be able to interview somebody on your feet, ask questions, listen, and learn about your subject or who you're interviewing, and then follow up with even more interesting questions. Do you think he did any research on the front end? No, because he didn't know who it was. Oh, I wouldn't okay. tell him on purpose. Oh, my gosh. I didn't tell him who it was. Okay. I said, just do the interview. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, several times I hung out with Kelly Pickler. I don't remember those. Uh, doing shots to Toby Keith, drinking Kix Brooks's wine on his bus, hanging with Ben Perry. Uh, our high school football Friday night tour with our jerseys, and that was that was when you know there, it'd be tough to find a closer morning show than we were back in the day with Dallas, Tug, myself, and Maddie. But we every Friday night we go to a high school football game, and we remember we had those red football jerseys, yes. and like I was one, and then Dallas was zero, and then Tug was one, and then. Maddie was five. five and so yeah. when we stood on the sideline, you saw one oh one five. Yeah. Um, but Maddie coordinated all that and yeah. coordinated everything with the high school. He schools was great. And, um, but uh absolutely so proud of you, Maddie, and thank you for doing us the honor of entering today's show. Absolutely. We have a small ask of you, three things. Uh number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave, uh rate and leave five star reviews of the podcast. And number three, uh, kindly show our sponsors some love including Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. 1-800-HURT-911. Tracy Cousineau, congratulations again, Tracy, and the entire real estate expert advisor team on your big win. Gallery Furniture in beautiful downtown Gainesville. And DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAFARE.com. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays, Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are proud to be part of the App and Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.